Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors, of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Oh, it's going very nice. I'm yes. doing quite well. Good. We had a, a good time before we started recording, so that's always, always fun. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm moving the microphone. Thanks, uh, Kaylin. Sorry. That was loud. No, yeah. You didn't need me close to the microphone at all. <laughs> Ugh. No, yes. It's nice. It's Michelle's going to go home soon. So. I know. So it's a little bittersweet. I know. This is our last recording day. Yeah. Uh. Of course, you won't hear this till like, it should be at the end of March now. But uh, we don't need to get into it. No, it's fine. No, no. And we might switch them all up and it's do true. things differently. That's very true. So <laughs> whatever order uh, you hear it, it's just, fine. Just know we're a little sadder in our heart today. Yeah. Uh, huh. I simultaneously cannot wait to get home yeah and am very sad that i'm leaving it has been what a, by fast it did and yeah. my day's like what do you mean it's five o'clock already? yeah i know and then i'm just such a bitch about the whole thing because i like come eight o'clock at night it's like 11 o'clock you know eastern time mm-hmm. and i'm like well i'm tired guys good night yeah right <laughs> ditch everyone grab my sister's dog get Go her to bed. snug with me in bed and cute <laughs> Oh, Freya and I have bonded quite a bit. I bet. I love that mother effing dog. Okay. Uh, well, you will be missed, Michelle. Thank you for coming uh, back for a little bit. Uh, I'll be back again. Don't yes. you worry. You can't get rid of me. That's Come fair. on. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, what are we drinking, Michelle? Well, this is uh, sort of a request that my nephew, I'm staying with my sister mm-hmm. and my um, two nephews and niece. And so he recommended this, and it's called the Bob Marley. Love it. And so it's, uh, it's... Uh, Just thought how we made it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It didn't turn out like we hoped. No. We struggled with the layers. So it's yeah. supposed to be, you know, sort of the Rastafarian colors, which are red, yellow, and then green on top. And... So we got the red, we got the yellow, we poured the green, and then somehow the green sunk into the yellow, and it was red, green. Yeah, yeah. It was. So I'm not really buying it. We might have to try this one again at I some guess. point, like round they're liars. two. Liars! I'm just kidding. Yeah, all the articles that we found, yes, we've decided that they're liars. Yeah. All these people are going to be like, "Here's my Bob Marley, yeah. and it's perfect." I don't but, know what the fuck you guys were doing. Nope, it's photoshopped. Okay. So we'll get into what it is. All right, yeah. So you fill your well, no, no, no. Don't, you put. Don't. I already screwed it up. Um, we had a little bit of that blunt in the picture right. before we. Came. Oh goodness. We'll get into that. Um, so you put a little grenadine in the bottom of your glass. Mm-hmm. You fill the glass with ice, and then for your yellow, that's your red layer. Then for your yellow layer. You put, we had uh, just regular rum, Mm -hmm. just like a white White. rum, Mm -hmm. and pineapple juice. So it was like an ounce and an ounce, pretty much. And so you pour that over the grenadine, and so you get your two bottom layers. And then for your green layer, you put, uh, we did probably maybe a half an ounce. Mm -hmm. We didn't do quite the full amount of blue carousel Mm -hmm. and then we had some pineapple rum probably about a half an ounce to an ounce i kind of winged it and then you're supposed to pour that very slowly over the pineapple juice and then it's supposed to be you know delightful rastafarian colors right and we got not that not that (laughs) 
close-ish. <laughs> so we just threw a blunt in it, yeah. called it good, and decided that we're, we're I don't know, vibing with Bob Marley yeah. here today. Absolutely. No woman, no cry, right? <laughs> Buffalo soldier. <laughs> Oh, Lord. But there, it's a very tasty drink. Yes, no, it's very tasty. You end up mixing it up, and it just becomes kind of a weird orange color, but it's yeah. yummy. <laughs> it is very yummy. Very, like, yeah, pineapple juice. Tastes very sweet, juice-like, so. Yeah. It's a, a yummy tropical drink. Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for the suggestion. Yes, thank you. Sorry it didn't come off quite. We tried it multiple times and yeah. kind of tweaked the recipe a few times, and we we just couldn't get that stupid green layer to stay on top. Like you said, it could have been the pineapple juice. Yeah, maybe we got uh, a too thick of one? a pineapple yeah. juice. I don't know. I was Who trying knows? to get the high quality one. Um, I want a yummy drink. Yeah, it's good. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Well, sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, Caitlin, you going to take us away? Yes, I am. Uh, so this story is about Samantha Richards. Okay. Samantha is a senior in high school, so she's around 17, 18 years okay. old. Yeah. She lives in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. And Samantha goes over to her friend's house to hang out with their other friends. So three of them are, you know. Are chilling, having a good time. Yeah. The three of them are sitting out on the porch, and it is around 90 degrees. It's, it's pretty hot today. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Samantha got into an argument with one of her friends, and they decided to take this conversation to the side of the house for some privacy. Is this like a cash me outside? How, how oh did gosh. she say that? I wish no, I hadn't that's... said it just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, sorry. Cash me outside. How about that? That's... There it is. Yes. Thank you, Caitlin. <laughs> she is, uh, so she's leaning against the wall and her friend is fidgeting with his pocket knife, kind of scraping the bricks on the side of the house, like as they're chatting. Okay. Um, she looks down at her phone and then blacks out. What? Yes. She comes to and she's on the other side of the street sitting on the road. What? Yeah. This is very bizarre. Well, what she doesn't realize yet is that she was just electrocuted. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, that is not what I expected I at know, all. Right? <laughs> I thought we were going to have like a roofie situation. Oh. I don't know what I expected. Nope. Yeah. So she stood up dazed and confused and noticed she couldn't see very well. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. And this is probably a spoiler. Did she get thrown from the house across the road? Yeah, pretty much. <gasps> yeah. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh. Goosebumps, right? Yes, total goosebumps. Uh, so, blah, blah, blah. So, she couldn't see very well, and the air was very cloudy and smoky. Then mm. she sees her friend who had the pocket knife, and they are running down the street away from the house. Like, they're just booking it away. Oh, where are they going? I know, right? <laughs> so, she's still not understanding, like, what is going on. So, she... All she can concentrate is how thirsty she is. She is oh, very interesting. thirsty. Yeah. Interesting. So she doesn't have a lot of pain or anything that she's Not right noticing? Now. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. She's just confused and thirsty. That's all she... And she can't see very well. So she huh. goes back to the porch, back across the street, <laughs> and her friend is yelling at her to take her shirt off. And she's like, what? So she looks down and her arm is on fire. What? Yeah, her arm is <laughs> on fire. You're going to like have to get me away from the mic because <laughs> no, no, you're I keep good. No, no. Ex- exclaiming <laughs> at all this freaking drama. My God. So she immediately, um, 
So she takes her shirt off and luckily she has a tank top underneath and such. And uh, her arm is completely burned. <gasps> so she immediately asks him, what does her face look like? Oh, thinking that her face was also injured. Probably the worst. Uh, they said it was fine. Oh, there, good. There was no injuries on her face. So that was very lucky. So she felt like passing out, but she still needed that water. She was so thirsty. Mm. So they walked to a convenience store uh, <laughs> to get water. But she started crying because she... Uh, oh, she started to cry because she's hot and her asthma is starting to like flare up and... I think and she's the, going through a lot right now. Yeah, she was probably in shock yeah, when she was kind of came to across the street. I think I think she's still in it because she buys water at the convenience store oh, and then calls her cousin to for help. I'm surprised like the guy at the convenience store was like, "Hey girl, <laughs> yeah. you're looking a little rough. Yeah, a little you worse know. for wear. Yeah, uh, do you need some help?" And nope. nah, it'll be a dollar fifty. Yeah, get out of here, kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So she still doesn't understand how serious her condition actually is. Her cousin picks her up, and after five minutes there in the car, she begins to feel the pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. It was an intense burning and piercing sensation up and down her arm. So she, what? I was just going to say, I know how I've had small burns. Oh, yeah. And just how incredibly painful the small burns are. Right. You know, I've never caught my arm on fire. Right. Oh, no, absolutely. I can't even imagine. No. So she took the shirt that she ripped off and placed it over her arm and held the water bottle against it to try to cool it off a little Mm. bit because it was burning, you know? Burning, yeah. So her cousin decides, we're going to the hospital. Like, this is not good. Good (laughs) call, cousin. So in the ER, they are, like, asking her all these questions, like, what happened? What's going on? And asking, she doesn't know anything. She's like, I was doing this, and then I woke up, and I don't remember anything. Oh, my gosh. So they cut off all her clothes and just examines her whole body, just trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. And that's when... uh, Oh, wait. So Samantha's mom gets there, and they give her pain meds and an IV for the dehydration. Okay. And that's when the police come. Oh, The police actually came in and they knew exactly what happened because her friend is now in the hospital as well. (gasps) The pocket knife guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So even though they were not touching, they were close enough when her friend hits a cable wire with his knife. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Oh, man. The current went through his right arm and then reached to her before exiting out of her left arm. So it was just a straight... Oh, my God. Boom, boom, boom. Can't even imagine. No. How scary. That is scary. Don't stand so close to me, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need you getting shocked and me getting in and... I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) So Samantha mostly got second degree burns, but a few parts received third degree burns. So second degree burns affect the outer and underlying layers of the skin, well, third-degree burns affect the deeper layers of the skin. My understanding is that, like, second-degree burns are where you have a lot of blisters mm-hmm. and that type Blistering. of thing. And then the third-degree burns, and the second-degree burns are incredibly painful. Oh, yeah. And the third-degree burns means that they've burnt through to your nerves. Mm. And so they tend to not hurt because right. you've, you know, the nerves have been burned. Right. So that's my kind of... No, it sounds right. Yeah, I, no. Absolutely. understand it and they're like ah. 
Do not give medical advice. Dr. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so her friend also received third-degree burns on his hand and forearm. Oh, probably. That was loud. That was loud. I feel like it's still going. Still. Probably the hand that held the pocket knife was right. the one that got the brunt I'm of sure. it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but his face was also untouched. So uh-huh. it was just their arms and hands oh. that got. Well, I mean, I guess that's fortunate in Absolutely. some ways. <laughs> so Samantha, oh, even Samantha's hair was a little fried, but a few things saved her life. So she was leaning on the wall, but she had her arm covering her face. So she was kind of leaning on her sh- arm. Mm. So that's what they think kind of protected her face from maybe oh, I see. getting. Could be. Also, she had a lot of layers on. She had a sports bra, a tank top, and a thick t-shirt on as well. Hmm. But even though it was 90 degrees outside, she says she kind of has a quirky fashion. So instead of wearing her um, flip-flops that she wears all the time, she actually decided, you know what? I'm going to wear my Ugg boots. Oh, Uh, with probably rubber soles. Yes. And the doctor mm. said that that was what saved her life. Yeah. Because the Ugg boots are very thick, furry, and they have that rubber sole to absorb the electricity. If it was her flip-flops, she would have died. Oh, gosh. How fortunate. Oh, my God. This is just the, the same thing again where it's like just the smallest thing, little yeah. things. And, you know, someone took a different street than they mm-hmm. normally do. And boom, their opportunity to save someone's life or, you know, oh, it's insane to me. Right. No, it's, it's like someone, you know, you're being watched over a little bit. Maybe, right. Maybe do this today, not that. Right, yeah. <laughs> you feeling yourself, girl? Wear those Ugg boots, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, Samantha was transferred to another hospital that specializes in burns later that day. Mm. But for two days, she felt sleepy. They gave her morphine for the pain, but doctors said that, well said that most of the burned skin will fall off, but they would have to surgically remove some of it as well. Mm. And she will need some skin grafts. Mm. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a good burn. My word. Have a little drinker. I know, but. You need my flashlight? No, I just didn't. That just needs a quick wash. Good God, look at that. Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. But uh, unfortunately, her skin on her arm will never look the same, you know, like before. Hey, you're alive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So she took good care of it. So she, when she got home, she washed it twice a day with baby soap and applied fresh bandages. Mm. When she got back to school... Uh, the burned skin actually began to fall off. Mm. And the skin coming in was that much pinker color. You know how the new skin comes? It's very pink. Uh, So that made her self-conscious a little bit. Mm. But she wore protective arm sleeves or long sleeves to hide it. So eight months later, her mom encouraged her to go outside and let her get some sun. Like Mm. maybe give that, you know, the new skin some sunlight, you know. So she continued to go out to the sun and apply cocoa butter, and her skin actually began, actually began to appear that natural color back. Oh, so it's not perfect, but it, it did help. Some time, yeah. yeah. 
So in the end, she did not... <laughs> oh. So in the end, she actually didn't need any skin grafts. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Nope. It kind of came in and healed just fine. So oh, I think she good. took good care of it. Or... Yeah. They were very happy with that. So... And now, several years later, okay. she's uh, working at a nursing home as an assistant, and she talks to the other, pretty much people, other people that have been burned, other oh, patients, she, and she I likes see. to hear their stories, you know, and she's not Share alone. Hers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like a, you know, community yeah, type thing. a support. Yeah. So now people just think it's a birthmark. So, oh. Huh. Yeah. I know. I'd be like, nah, it's a burn. <laughs> yeah. I earned this. Yeah. I went through something. Yeah. Well, luckily, uh, she says the burns are the only physical issues mm. that she had. So, uh, which is really nice. She had no, interna- no internal injuries. That actually so. kind of surprises me. I mean, right. just because that current flowed right. I mean, it sounds like it flowed right next to her heart. Right. And mm-hmm. rolled through. And, oh, so I'm glad that's the case. Yeah. She was very lucky. She still has some uh, emotional coping to deal with. Uh, in the beginning, she had some anxiety. Um, you know, she if her car needed jump, she would have someone else do it. Yeah, or, you know, I like get anything it. to do with electricity. She was a little, you know, cautious. I remember we had a friend who was helping us out with some electrical stuff here mm-hmm. at the house, and he was working with I think like the two twenty, which is you know like. You get hit with that, you're you're done though oh, kind okay. of situation. Um, but he had me hold a two by four, so in case he did get electrocuted, I could hit him off of it because oh, you can't right. you, you can't, can't tackle him, him yeah. because you'll just get electrocuted. So mm-hmm. I stood there with this effing two by four, like Waiting. I hope I don't have to use it. Right. it was just, oh God, that was Terrible. I was terrified for the even the thought of having to like him get electrocuted in front of me and I'd right. have to try to save him. No, absolutely. Like, he was fine. Good. Good. Well, <laughs> glad to hear that. I've wanted to hit him with the two by four for <laughs> other reasons. <Funny>. But <laughs> that's too funny. But uh no, so her anxiety is now like down, but oh. she's still like, you know, if the light bulb needs change, like maybe someone else can do it. Yeah, maybe, I get it. Know. I think that's how I would be as well. I think that's fair. You know, I I'm letting my hair fair. naturally dry. I'm not plugging in the hair dryer <laughs> ever again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's just so, again, another, like, just a freak accident type, like, I don't know. I just, I can't even imagine how disorienting it would be to... Well, yeah, you look down at your phone and then you wake up across the street, like, on fire. Yeah. <laughs> My God. She, and she got thrown. I guess so. Ooh. I mean, you kind of see that in movies and stuff, but you're like, that shit doesn't, you know, and then they've right. got fried hair and right. whatever, but... It's like, that doesn't happen in real life. And nope, that shit sure does did. happen in yeah. real life. But so bizarre just to wake up, you're across the street, your friend's running away, and your other friend's just yelling at you. It's like, what is happening? And I'm Could thirsty. just get me some water? Yeah. <laughs> I'm parched all of a sudden. I'm going to get some Cheetos in yeah. a, you know. Yeah. Bottle of water from the convenience, convenience store. store. Like, why don't you just walk inside the house and get some water? But again, she's in shock. So I'm like, I'm sure she is like. That actually did occur to me. And then I was right. like, well, maybe Allentown doesn't have the best, you know, water, water or something. Maybe. I think she was just in shock until that, until she got sat in a car and like sat there for like 
a good few minutes. Well, clearly she didn't realize anything was really wrong with her. Right, so. right. Until the pain starts and then it's like, oh. Oh, this is excruciating. Yeah, this is not good. Ugh. Not good. All my burns are all like white. And oh, yeah. The, and the pores look different. Interesting. It's like the pores are all bigger. Like I've got a big hmm. burn on my leg, a yeah. big scar. And that's like 25 years old now. But that's the you one can... on your boob. Oh, it's gone. Oh, that's good. That one, yeah, I burned my boob once. Kaylin <laughs> <laughs> got to see it. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like a big blister. It yeah. It was like a big was... line, I remember. I got a steam burn. Ugh. And yeah, I've had numerous burns. Real good ones. Beware of top ramen, steam, and hot sugar. Hot those sugar, are, man. Those are mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> with the white, with the hot sugar, you can't like brush it off. I don't know. No. It's yeah. Shit. You wipe it off, and it literally just like, oh, there was my skin. Yeah. Off it goes. <laughs> my goodness. I haven't had a burn in a really long time. Good. Though. Well, good. So no recent burns. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, good job, Samantha. Way to wear those Uggs this day. And, uh, yeah, I know. Way to save your own life. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm glad she's... Scary. Sounds like she's doing pretty well. Oh, yes. Yes. So, very lucky. But, all right, Michelle. Let's uh, let's go jump in your story. All right. Well, I decided to take a look at heroes, okay. if you will. So, we've got... We've got a couple of heroes, and they're kind of short stories, so I have a couple of them okay. for you. Sounds um, great. All right, all right. So, actually, can we pause for a second? Yes. I want to look up how to say this guy's name. All right. All right, so hero number one. Love it. Um, so, we're talking about Corian Evans. Okay. And so, he's a 16-year-old that's hanging out with his brothers at Moss Point, Mississippi. Okay. It's there it's actually pretty late at night or it's oh. like 2 30 a.m oh dang and they're just chilling kind of watching okay here we go the pascagoula river okay pascagoula river you're right yeah i nailed it well done michelle no <laughs> so again they're just chilling and all of a sudden they see this sedan sort of propel itself out into the river oh my gosh and corian's like there's no way that that car just drove into the water. Right. But sure enough, it did. Ugh. So what had happened is there was three girls, three teenage girls inside. Uh-huh. And they had blindly followed poor directions from the GPS. Oh, no. Yeah. So and, it's like, please turn left. And they did. And, and then. And when... boom, now they're <gasps> in a river. And so they, like, went flying. And I got to say, like, this almost happened to me the other night. Oh, yeah? I used my GPS to um, go from, like, Hillsborough to Dallas. Yeah. Which takes you on nothing but these nightmare back roads. Mm-hmm. I was exhausted by the time I got home. I was like, I'm going to going to bed right now. <laughs> um, but it's like, you can't hardly see. And it's like, oh. turn now. And it's like, well, there's no fucking turn right now. Right. There's a turn up the way a little bit. You know. I see. Anyway, it was a nightmare. So I get it, girls. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. I hate those things, but they are so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They are. Like, I don't even know how I got anywhere, any like any time i remember I the time younger. when i had a, a print out map quest yes. uh directions and like try to read them while i'm driving well when i first started driving map quest wasn't even a thing oh wow and so you had to like call your friend up and be like how do you get to your house uh-huh. and 
you know, oh, I just, Terrible. I just remember being on the phone and jotting down all these directions right. and then like, good fucking luck getting there. Ugh. I made it there most of the time. Oh, good. Okay. Back to Corian yes. and our three girls who have propelled themselves into the water. So the car goes out off a boat ramp and it came to rest about 20 feet from land. Okay. So it's kind of pretty far in the middle of the river and then it just started to sink. Oh, no. And Corian was like, oh, crap, we got to help him. So him and his brothers, uh, him and his brothers, Karan. Karan, yeah. Him and his brothers, Karan and Caleb, got to the river's edge. And in the darkness, they could, like, barely make out the car. And they could see the girls trying to cling <gasps> to the roof. Oh, my oh, gosh. I know. So the uh, the roof was the only part of the car that you could see oh at all. Oh, my gosh. And all they could hear was them screaming. Oh, like, my gosh. I know. Oh. Terrifying. So Quran and... God, these are, like, all very similar names. Yeah. And they're saving a bitch called Cora. Oh. So <laughs> it's oh like, gosh. oh, my God. So Corian rips off his shirt and his shoes. He get, throws his phone down and he dives into the water and this is water in mississippi Uh which apparently has alligators oh no yeah these are pretty treacherous waters but they like just made you know they paid that no heed and he just rolled rolled into the water anyway so he helped the first girl he saw and he was able to keep her head above water Uh and bring her to shore okay and then they hear this, like, man call out, and it turns out police officer Gary Mercer had arrived on the scene. Oh. And he also dove in oh. to help the girl. So he was able to help girl number two okay. get from the car back to shore. And so we're safe, but now here's girl number three. Right. And she is actually still in the car. Oh, no. And she's, because she, like, panicked and I'm didn't. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, are you even kidding me? Yeah, I'd no. be in a nightmare downward spiral yeah. that probably would lead to me drowning. <laughs> um, so actually, he, um, she, no, 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 no. I need to go back. I apologize. Maybe we won't. Because okay. one of the girls, that second girl, uh-huh. she pulls the police officer under the water. Oh. And. I just thought, you know. That's fine. Meh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they got all out. Yeah. So. Nope. I'm going to go back. I apologize. Because he saves them. So I just got fucked up. I was, um, God damn it. Never mind. I'm not going back. No, just go. Nope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good luck editing this bitch, Caitlin. (laughs) I'm going to have another sip or drink. Faith said you should make a compilation of me saying, um, and I said, no, thank you. I just need one episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. You know, you're doing good. (laughs) That's hilarious. So just before Gary actually made it back to shore, uh, just before police officer Gary made Uh it back to shore, 
Corian actually jumped in and kind of helped him save him because mm. the girl was freaking out right. and kind of like going underwater and it was mm. not looking good. So he pulled him up and we were able to get them safely to shore. So one girl, one girl, two are safe. Yes. Okay. Two girls safe. Now we have Cora Watson, mm. who she's 19 and she's the last girl in the car and she could not swim. Oh, no. And she's beginning to sort of gulp water and struggling to stay afloat Mm -hmm. and it's just really having a hard time and of course she's wildly scared right so he could hear corian could hear cora screaming for help like she would kind of come up from the water for Uh a minute and be like help and then kind of go back down i mean she was really floundering out there and she knew she felt like she was completely done for. Right. She was like, my last breath is calming. Oh. And like her mind kept telling her, you're, you're losing yourself. Mm-hmm. And she was kind of going down. And then all of a sudden she felt this jolt and it was Corian who had grabbed her. Oh. And he started bringing her back in and he was able to get her safely to shore. Yay. Oh. oh my gosh. I mean, especially someone who doesn't know how to swim, the water is terrifying. Yeah. And someone who knows how to swim, it can go either way, honestly. Like, well, in a river, yeah, and there's it's alligators. Dark. Yeah. It's two thirty in the freaking morning. Yeah. You crashed. It's yeah, not good. Mm. Poor thing. So all three girls, um, and actually the officer were taken to the hospital. Because he um, got pulled down. He got pulled her. down. Mm. He was actually I misspoke. I apologize. So they were all taken to the hospital, but actually released pretty quickly. They had no injuries and no lasting effects from, you know, almost drowning. Right. But they all know that they're alive because of Corian and his efforts. And it was funny because his mother was like, they're alive because of him. But he broke curfew. That's hilarious. She said that she's not mad. Yeah. He had a good reason. Right. But if you ask me, he was already breaking curfew right. before it all started. 2.30, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aww. Corian saved the day. Good job, Corian. I know. Well done. That's so, uh, that's great that he has that response instead of like, oh, shit, like, I'm going to watch them drown now. Yeah. He just immediately. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like his two brothers helped, but yeah. he was kind of. The, the main go-getter. Right, right. And the main force behind it. Ugh. Good job. All right. Loved I, it. I like to think that I would be that person. Right. But I, I wonder, you know, you, I think you don't know until you know. Exactly. You don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. Ugh. I don't know. I'm a freezer, I feel. Like. I'm a freezer, too. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever I was in trouble. Right. Like, people were coming. I was about to get caught. Mm-hmm. I would freeze. Right. I wouldn't, and my friend would be gone and has ran away. And right. I'm like, oh, what do I do? I'm going to take the brunt of all this trouble. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Ugh. Hero number two. Here we go. All right. This is Caleb Benham. Okay. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Sounds Sorry, good. Caleb. So this is the day before Thanksgiving in, I think, 2021. Okay. So we'll go with that. So uh, Caleb was outside puttering around his house in Northern California, like probably close to where I grew up, I like to think. Right. Um, He was outside with his 90-pound pit bull. 
Damn. Yeah. 90 pound pit bull named Buddy. Oh, so I know cute. I love Buddy already. So Buddy was romping around just doing what dogs were doing, you know, kind of getting into trouble mm-hmm. and going exploring. And so, but unfortunately this time, Buddy was about to get into a world of trouble. Oh no! Not just the normal, you know, I don't know, you got into the Bad garbage. Bad dog. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's a good dog. Oh, he's a good dog. Okay. But he, uh, unfortunately what happened is Caleb heard the unmistakable sound that no one wants to hear when they're in the woods. And that is a deep, guttural, otherworldly roar of a black bear. Oh, no. So Caleb, like, wheels around and only to see that there's this 350-pound <gasps> bear, about 150, or, uh, this big 350-pound bear about 100 feet away. And then within an instant, the bear latched onto Buddy's head <gasps> and started to drag the dog off. No! That is what Caleb said. He was just like, fuck this. And he said he honestly, the only thing he could think about is he's got to save his baby. Wow. And so he sprinted at the bear, lowered his shoulder, and plowed into the bear. Oh, just with his self. Yeah. This MRFer fights a bear to save his dog. Okay. Yeah, barehanded. I mean... Okay. So he plows into the bear and, but unfortunately that only got the bear to sort of double down on his hold on poor buddy. So Caleb now grabs the bear by the throat. Yeah, I know. This guy's hardcore. He is hardcore. I do like, would I fight a bear for one of my dogs? Maybe. 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 Okay. I think I might. All right. You know, it'd be worth it. Right. One of my dogs dies. What's the even point of going on? So. <laughs> I love bear. them so much. Okay. So he grabbed the bear by the throat. That did nothing. So then he tries prying into the bear's mouth. And Jesus. trying to get him, like, trying to open up his jaw. Like a dog that ate something they're not supposed yeah, to. Like, open up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that dog yeah. out. <laughs> so, but of course, the jaw was locked tight. So at that point, Caleb's like, it's a street fight. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. rounds, there ain't going to be no rounds. Right. It's going to be a street fight. I love that one. Anyway. So, uh, have you seen that Key and Peel, like the texting one? Oh yes. Oh, yes. it's like my favorite, like miscommunication yeah. that just spirals Do you even downward. Hang out? Oh, does he even want to hang out? It's so thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Do it's up you to even you. want to hang out? What? Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite. First rounds on me. Rounds. Yeah. There's gonna be no rounds. Be a street fight. I say that a lot, probably more than I should. Okay. So Caleb is just pummeling the bear. Over and over Mm -hmm. and just, he's trying to get him in the snout. He's trying to get him in the eye. Anything he can do to get the bear to drop him. So he gets one good shot in and it works. Oh. He drops the dog and runs out back into the woods. Wow. I know. I'm surprised he didn't like turn on him. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Like, you're dead now. You're my dinner. So our buddy is in bad shape. I bet. His face is bloodied and ripped up. His ear is like dangling off. 
He had a bite mark that was clear through one lip, and he had um, he got bit near the eye, and it just barely missed his eye. Jesus. And his, you know, Caleb's first thought was like, I'm going to lose him. You know, he's, I'm sure there was so much blood. What was that? Sorry, it was a speaker that turned off. Can you say that again? Okay. What did I say? There's so much blood or something like that. Well, there was just so much blood that he just did not have high hopes for his poor dog. Oh. So he scoops up Buddy and he puts him in the car and runs back, you know, speeds him off to the veterinarian. So Buddy's surgery took four hours mm-hmm. um, and Caleb was able to watch through the window. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's like an expected father right. or something. So he just stood there and he was watching Buddy's ear get stapled back on and his skin flaps were stitched and tubes were inserted so he could drain fluid. Uh, but... Fortunately, the all the surgery worked and Buddy was able to make a full oh, recovery. Oh, yay, Buddy. I know. There's a picture of him in the article and it's like, I just want to kiss your little face. But this wasn't the first time that Caleb had actually rescued Buddy. Oh. He had rescued him from a shelter just a few years ago. And he was like, it sounds like maybe on the, you know, on the cusp uh, of being put down. Yeah, Aww. and he was able to get him. And, you know, what he told reporters was like, if it was your kid, you would do it. Yeah. And that's my kid. Aww. And so they're both fine. He had no injuries from fighting a motherfucking bear. That's intense. That uh, I, like, I do, I don't think I would fight a bear for our well, dogs. I mean, I like to think hands. I would. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I think, yeah, I'd go get a gun or something, you know. Yeah. But Could you imagine the bear would be like, bitch, what are you doing? Like, Go. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> street fight, street fight, street You'd have fight. your bat right there, so it'd be ready to <laughs> you go. And you my bat. I know, I love it. <laughs> it's so funny. I was checking out your bat earlier tonight. <laughs> it's like, damn, it's just right uh, there, ready to go. So funny. I'm going to get a few bats from my place. <laughs> okay. You've inspired me, Caitlin. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> great. They're a handy tool. I have never seen a bear in real life other than... At the zoo? At the zoo. Yeah. Have you seen one out in the wilderness? I don't... No. I don't think so. I think I'd be pretty scared. I think my my cousin and my uncle saw one. Like, I was there, but I didn't see it. And they're like, let's go. There's a bear somewhere up there. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) But that's it. That's all I can... Yeah, no. I didn't see it. I think there was bears, uh, black bears, near where I grew up. But oh, yeah. as it became more and more populated, right. they, you know, kind of got pushed off further north. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I never I saw one. I don't need to see a bear in no. the wilderness. Same. They can, like, good for you, bear. I saw a fox once. Oh, cute. It was, like, rolled up and, like, yeah. sleeping on a log. It was totally cute. Yeah. Like, I, I mean... I, to see a moose would be cool. My mm. uncle's like, come see a moose. And I'm like, well, I don't know. They're <laughs> scary. My, my friend, Joel, my husband, uh-huh. uh, used to chase moose on his, like, he had a little, like, dirt bike. Mm-hmm. And when he was, like, five, used to mm. chase moose around. Oh. And it was like, you know, we talk about it now, and it was so wildly dangerous because yeah. they will like turn on you and come at you. Right. Um, but he didn't care. He used to just chase them all over. <laughs> wow. 
He didn't know any better. I'm sure. All of us kids are all fearless because we just don't ever know. So funny. Goodness. Well, good job saving Buddy. That's cute. All right. Heroes abound. That was great. Yeah, I love to hear that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And uh, goodbye, Michelle. We will... uh, You'll miss me until next time. Of course, yes. Being a person is so much more fun. It is so much more fun. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.